Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Today, the RV is headed to California to speak with Mark J. Rose. He's a scientist, author, and adventurer. Mark is the author of the Matt Miller in the Colonies series. The fourth book of the series is called Architect and is out now. So, Mark, welcome to the RV. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Thank you for being here today. You grew up in Pittsburgh making you the third person on the show this year from my old stomping grounds. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes, I lived in Pittsburgh and I just love that city. I can imagine California is quite different. Is there anything you miss from the pit? Well, I, I think that's, uh, I guess from the Northeast in general, you miss the change in seasons, mm-hmm. right? You always think about uh, the first snow you think about the brilliant colors of fall. Uh, and so that's something that's that's really vibrant in Pennsylvania anyway, are, are, are the fall colors. Uh, but for sure, you don't miss the dead of winter. You don't miss uh, kind of a lot of the things when the seasons start to get, you know, I'll just say hard to deal with and angry, right? Yeah, I really don't miss the winter weather in Pittsburgh, but the city is overall very nice and there are many things to do there. And Mark, you have a doctorate in pharmaceutical chemistry. So what made you pursue this field? Oh, pharmaceutical chemistry. I've always been interested in chemistry, the mixing things together. Uh, in my house, there was always a shortage of vinegar and baking soda, because if you mix those two together, you get this brilliant uh, explosive reaction, right? And you can do sorts, all sorts of crazy things. Uh, and so it, it sort of became a natural extension that, I wanted to go into the laboratory and mix things together and watch colors change. Uh, And then, well, again, the progression from that was, well, uh, what can you do with that? Well, as I explained to my dad, when I I was majoring in chemistry, he's like, what are you going to do with a job in chemistry? And I was like, dad, everything's chemistry. Uh, I fell eventually just into the pharmaceutical industry by chance um, as a young man. Uh, And then I went back to graduate school to pursue a degree to learn how to do it better. You mentioned that you strive to understand how the brain works through enhanced meditation and psychedelics and how it relates to some of the neurological diseases you research. So can you tell us a little bit more about it? Well, so I'll start off with saying that I've been working in neuroscience probably for 20 years working on different, curing different diseases like Alzheimer's, 
Huntington's disease, dementia, depression. I've worked in all of these fields. And you know, after 20 years and probably $100 billion spent in research at the different companies that I've worked at, we really haven't managed to cure any neurological disease. We delve them, right? For some, let's say you're depressed and depression I know is a real thing. We dull depression, but we don't really cure it, right? They always recommend, well, you go on your meds, uh, that dulls the depression, and then you have to have counseling and you literally have to cure yourself. But if you look at it, we haven't cured any disease. So we have to look to kind of someplace else and say, well, maybe we don't understand the brain uh, like we need to understand the brain. And that's kind of where meditation, psychedelics, human consciousness come in. Uh, psychedelics now, they're doing some amazing clinical trials in San Francisco at the moment where they're seeing people who have never been cured of their depression, if they go through the psychedelic trip uh, that mushrooms provide, that psilocybin provides, uh, their depression is, is, is diminished. I'm, I'm not sure if it's a complete cure, but you're going from people who are clinically depressed and, and really can't function in life to suddenly people who, again, don't feel depressed. And, and it's a big deal. And it's saying we don't understand the brain like we think we do. No, we don't. And I don't know much about psychedelics, but I believe that there are countless benefits associated with meditation that have yet to be fully uncovered. And I'm hopeful that these discoveries will be made in the near future. Well, surprisingly enough, the people who are deep in meditation, if they spend long enough on meditation they describe the same phenomenon that people who take psychedelics describe. And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not espousing that everybody should go off and take psychedelics because I, I, I feel that they are also quite dangerous if you do them uh, haphazardly, randomly. You don't know what you're doing. Don't do them by yourself. You don't want to get lost there. But the people that meditate, again, all the different kinds of psychedelics, um, all kinds of different ways to expand your mind in a wholesome way, uh, they all describe sort of the same things. I know there's something there. That's so incredible. I'm so curious about these things. And Mark, you have written novels, screenplays, co-authored over 100 scientific texts. So when did you first discover your talent in writing? Well, you have to write as a scientist anyway. So they make you write in order to be successful at your job. And you get a taste for it then. I think what happened is I started writing scientific articles and people would write back to me and say, wow, I don't see any problems with this at all. And that's not the way scientists normally are. Normally, they're picking away at each other and criticizing and, you know, trying to find the problems. And that, that's when I kind of said, well, OK, I, I have the ability to write. So you write a bunch of scientific articles. And then one day I was sitting in a hotel room. Uh, worried. I was actually worried about my job uh, because my company was addicted to layoffs. They they would announce layoffs probably once a year and you never knew whether your job was safe. And I said, no, that's it. I'm done. I want to have uh, something else in my life. And so I sat down and I wrote the first chapter in that hotel room. Wow. <laughs> and then you remained in the company? Well, oh yeah, I was in the company then for another decade. But 
I'm the kind of person that always wants to be prepared. Uh, one of my mentors said, and this is when I had you know a growing family. My one of my mentors said, build a financial wall around your family that no one can get through. And that's very that was very important for me. And having someone go, well, we're not sure if you're going to have a job tomorrow, uh, made me feel like I, I need to do something else. I need something else in my life. Yeah, and actually finding time to write can be a challenging endeavor. And you've been doing so much. So how do you prioritize writing within the context of your daily life? I have a routine now where I get up at 4.30 in the morning and I begin writing. I usually exercise a little bit to get moving, have a coffee. Uh, now I have a new dog, so I take her out for a walk first. So I'm that guy out there at 4.30 in the morning in front of your house, if, no. if, if, if you're wondering who that is. Uh, but now I sit down and I'll write for about two hours before I go to my day job. Um, I still am a, a scientist at a startup biotech company. And about 7.30, I usually stop writing. Uh, I start that job and I work full on uh, at that job. I'll sometimes come home and write, uh, but I get a lot of my writing done uh, in the morning and then especially on weekends. 4.30 in the morning is so early. <laughs> It's quiet and it's nice and, and my thoughts. I used to be a night person and it's weird how you can kind of switch that around. And now I become a morning person. I do all my best thinking in the morning. And again, I think it's because it's quiet. You don't have as many as many distractions. Yeah, exactly. Mark, your latest book is the fourth installment of the Matt Miller in the Colonies series. And it's called Architect. Can you quickly tell us what this book is about? Well, the series is about, it's it, it's really the, the first two books are the log line. A, a young modern day scientist wakes up in colonial Virginia and has to figure out how to survive. So the first two books are this young 26-year-old man waking up in colonial Virginia in the year 1762 and then really trying to figure out a way to make a living. Then the book series now follows him as he matures. Uh, he leaves his 20s, uh, becomes a family man, and now he has a whole bunch of different decisions to make. And there's still this threat of time travel that's surrounding and chasing him down. And so that's part of the, uh, the plot as well. Uh, a lot of it's uh, some people have complained that the books aren't time travel enough. Uh, there's not enough of, 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 of that going on. So that's a lot of it's sort of the human characters. It's historical fiction. It's about this man, again, making his way uh, in a new world uh, where he doesn't really have any skills at first. And that's kind of one of the, uh, the interesting things about the books. And what inspired you to incorporate time travel into your story? As a young child, I was always interested in how things work. And we, we, we deal with things every day. And, and as this modern world moves on, we have all these devices. We have electricity. We have electric cars. We have all sorts of kinds of things. And I look around now and I realize I don't know how anything works anymore. In the end, I don't really know how the electricity gets to our house. You plug yeah. something in and, 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 and there it is. And your TV and your, your, your gas goes on or, or whatever. Uh, I grew up fixing cars. And if my car broke down now, I can open up the hood and I have no idea how to fix it. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to take a scientist who's supposed to be, know what he's doing, 
And I gave the lead character, his name is Matt Miller. Mm -hmm. I gave him all the knowledge that I had at the time. And I said, okay, if I put you down into colonial America where you had no relevant skills, you're not a blacksmith, you're not a farmer, uh, you're not a, a butcher, you, you don't have any of these things that they would pay you money for, how would you make a living? And that sort of is, is where it started. And I wanted, again, stimulate that kind of perspective. It, I, they call it a fish out of water. And I mm -hmm. wanted him to be a, a modern day man, uh, a modern day fish out of water. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, it's very interesting. And now I'm thinking about this possibility and what could I work? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, we think we're so smart, right? But... You probably wouldn't be very smart if you went back to colonial America because you couldn't provide any relevant things that they need. Maybe. I, I think, and, and again, that's part of the, the the plot line of the story is he knows how to do, he, he knows how to make medicine. And uh, everybody's been in need of medicine for as long as human history. So he has some ability to do something. It's just not as easy as as all that. And you know, Mark, if I could travel back in time, one of the first places I would love to visit is ancient Egypt during the time of the pyramids, you know, because I would like to know how were they constructed. If you could travel back in time, what would be the first thing you would want to do or see? Well, I would probably want to go back to the same time period that I write my books in because I've, I've made an effort to go and visit the places already. I'd like to kind of see if, if, if I got it right. Uh, but I think what you mentioned is very important in this discussion. Um, let's see how that um, we always kind of think that, and, and this bothers me about modern day scientists a lot, we think we're way smarter than the people who lived maybe back in the time of the periods. We think we're way smarter than the Mayans who designed the great pyramids uh, in Mexico. Yet when you look at the science that went into the design of these structures, they show a sophisticated understanding of the universe. Okay, and so look again at those people and tell me whether you're smarter than they are. And I'm saying that as, you know, as a scientist, and I, I can't say that because there's no way that I could look up to the sky and design a pyramid that's directly aligned with the solstice, yeah. I, I couldn't. That is exactly the right amount of steps in it. 
uh, for the days of the year. And it's just one thing after another. And you're like, something, something, something was going on with these civilizations. And I think there's probably some time period in every one of these ancient civilizations where we see these modern miracles. I'd like to be there and I'd like to see exactly what these people were doing. Maybe, you know, maybe psychedelics were involved. I don't know. Yes. What I observed is that you and the protagonist are both scientists. What or who was the inspiration behind Matt's character? A little bit of, uh, he's a little bit of me, I guess. I always think he's probably me, but taller and better looking. Um, I wanted him to be, I, I wanted him to be a, a real hero. And he was originally designed for my son. I, I was getting sick and tired of, I, I was watching too many shows with, they, they call them anti-heroes. People like Tony Soprano, uh, people like Walter White from Breaking Bad, uh, Jimmy Lannister from Game of Thrones. These are these are people that really aren't good people generally. You know, they have some redemption and they change into something else. And I was like, look, I'm tired of the anti-hero. I want to make a hero hero. I want to make the, the type of person that that men admire, the type of person that I would like my daughters to be married to. Uh, and he's going to be, again, I, I, I write from the perspective of, from a male perspective. And I, I like to think that, again, he's a strong man and somebody that, that everyone can look up to. Mm-hmm. So your son helped you to, like, to gather some details for this character? Well, I think, yeah, because when you grow up, uh, when you're you're in a house with people for a long time, right, you kind of look at them and you, especially your children. And again, I'll say it. I, I want my daughters. This is the type of man I want my daughters to marry. This is the type of man I want my son to become. And 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 that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And Mark, are you working, currently working on anything new you would like to share with us? Well, I have, uh, I'm working on the fifth book in the series. I just, uh, as a matter of fact, this morning at 4.30 a.m., I was laying out the whole outline uh, for book five in uh, the Matt Miller and the Colony series. I wasn't sure whether I was going to write it. I have some other ideas uh, about uh, artificial intelligence, and I had started writing another book kind of in between, uh, talking about uh, someday this battle that we all expect to have but for dominance in the world between some sort of artificial intelligence and humanity. Uh, in my mind, I think that the human brain, we still haven't been able to harness the potential of the human brain. I think we're something special. And the plots of the book has to do with the ability to develop the human mind uh, to the, 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 the perspective that I think you couldn't, you can develop it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's the other book that I'm working on. But really, I, I think right now, though, uh, so many people are asking me about when's book five going to come out, <laughs> that I, I think that that might take more of my time than anything else. But please don't wake up at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's what I do. It's not very painful at all. Um, it kind of relaxes me, as I said. So it's it's mm-hmm. my thing. I go to bed early, though. <laughs> and my my wife is also used to going to bed very early and getting up as as well now. So it's it works out for us. And the dog doesn't seem to mind either. Oh, yeah. Mark, is there a message you would like to leave our listeners today? I think that... Pick up the first book in the Matt Miller and the Colony series. I, I think that you'll be inspired to read it. 
everybody wants a read about heroic characters. I also, I made the book that it was is age appropriate as well. Cause again, the first book was written for my son. Turns out it's more of an adult book, I guess, because most of my, my readers are adults. So uh, please pick up the Matt Miller and the Colonies first book, which is Journeyman. Uh, my website is markjroseauthor.com. You can get the, the, the links there for uh, the ebook, uh, the written book, and then also uh, the audio books are on Audible. Uh, the fourth book, uh, we went into the studio uh, last month and recorded the fourth book. Or, so I think that should be complete in the next couple of weeks. And that'll be available again on Audible. Congratulations. That is so great that you are narrating your own audiobooks. It's so, I think the feeling is like so rewarding. Well, I, I get some criticism for that, but uh, that's, uh, I, I, it's, it's okay. Uh, people were like, why didn't you hire actors? And I, I just didn't want to give up the characters to, to somebody else. I, I really wanted to do it myself and, and I'll, I'll brag a little bit. I've gotten a lot better, uh, from the first book to the fourth book. Um, just learning the trade of, of narrating. And I think the book, I think people will be pretty happy with, with, with how, how it's turning out. Great. And congratulations. I hope you can come back when you publish your new books and also when you have new discoveries. Just our doors are open for you, Mark. And thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the conversation, Lucia. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. the time of the pyramids you know because I as a young child i was always interested in how things work and we we, we deal with things every day and, and as this modern world moves on we have all these devices we have electricity we have electric cars we have all sorts of kinds of things and uncovered yes and i'm hopeful that these discoveries will be made in the near future well, surprisingly enough, the people who are deep in meditation, if they spend long enough on meditation, they describe the same phenomenon that people who take psychedelics describe. And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not espousing that everybody should go off and take psychedelics because I, I, I feel that they are also quite dangerous if you do them uh, haphazard. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.